This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, then knowing how worthy you are, Every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast... Our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 101. I really like that number. Sounds cool, like 101, right? Like, I don't know. Where did that come from when people said, math 101 or science 101 like what does that mean like was the classroom 101 is it why wouldn't it just be one <laughs> I don't know maybe somebody can um call in and, and give me the answer to that anyway we are here together and I am so grateful for you to be here I hope that you have had an awesome week and took care of yourself and were sweet to yourself and loving to yourself I am like really feeling this fall weather in here, upstate New York. I just got all of these Halloween decorations, which I'm excited about. And I'm also really excited about Hocus Pocus 2. I know it's like really dorky of me to say, but I just found out that they made another Hocus Pocus. And as a millennial who like grew up watching Hocus Pocus um, and like both made fun of it and also loved it, I'm like really excited to do that again as an adult. And I just love holiday stuff. But anyway, I also had an amazing week last week because Kara and I recorded an episode of our Bunny at Home series. And we were talking about like how we met and relationship stuff. And then I answered a listener question. It was so fun. It was so great to be doing the episode with Kara. And also to share more of our like intimate life. This bunny at home series just feels really cozy and I'm putting them out what every other week, bonus episodes. So if you're not a Patreon subscriber or an Apple subscriber, sign up so that you can listen to them. I also put the video recordings of the bunny at home episodes on our Patreon. And when you're a Patreon subscriber and Apple subscriber, you get ad free episodes, all of them, which is Really, really cool and another great reason to do it. Alrighty, y'all. I'm going to go ahead and get the question started. 
The following question is a written submission. Dear Bunny, the things I'm going through are very complicated and nuanced, and I'll try to write as shortly as possible. This year, I discovered that relationships, romantic or platonic, don't last forever, and they've been slipping away from me all summer. For background, I broke up with my girlfriend after one and a half years. Though very loving and dear to my heart, our relationship has some toxic cycles that were only worsened because of the fact that I live in a very homophobic country and my mother is religious and conservative. We had to keep the whole relationship a secret and it was very hard and stressful to never show affection and to be calm while being with each other. She knew it was time to let go in July after a month long break. But at the time, I kissed this boy I liked, and while feeling terrible about it because I still was on a break with my girlfriend, we didn't set boundaries, but still it felt very wrong, I decided to have a fling with him. Because I thought our attraction was purely physical, personal also, but turned out he had much bigger feelings for me, which overwhelmed me and I broke it off. Mind you, he was supposed to leave the country for a year in a month. So after contemplating, I decided to use up the time we had because when does it happen that two people like each other at the same time? Plus, he's a really decent person. But doing so, it really upset my relationship with my BFF, who was also very close friends with him and at some point even had a crush on him. But even though we decided to keep it casual and would try not to kiss each other in front of her and stuff, it didn't work. And when my boyfriend decided that he didn't want to leave the country, everything changed. Our best friend broke up with us with no contact because the summer was too emotional because of you and yada yada. And I got left feeling a bit stuck because to be age, I was really looking forward to being alone in September and getting over my last relationship, which I feel like I didn't get to do because I was rushed into this one. And it was my first ever relationship too, so I don't have any experience. Anyways, I decided to keep our relationship with new boundaries and many deep talks, but I still can't help but feel that the right thing to do is take a break. I even talked about it with him yesterday and he said he'd be okay with whatever decision I make as long as I do. I'm still contemplating not giving him an answer and I feel terrible about it. Sigh. Kind of scared I won't feel the same love and tenderness towards him after the break and will thus break his heart twice the amount. But at the same time, he's the biggest source of love and joy in my life. If you minus all this overthinking, guilt, and self-shame that I cast upon myself. Feeling very lost and misguided and ironically want to connect with my ex-girlfriend because I know her input would be very helpful. But we agreed on keeping distance after the time passes so we can be friends again as originally. Please send any advice. I know this is super long and rambly and even just sending this kind of helps. I love your work. You have taught me so, so much about life and I'm eternally grateful. Hi, love. You know, the reason why it's so helpful to have some space, some alone time after a breakup, especially after a serious breakup from a long-term relationship is because when you're in the breakup it's really difficult to fully understand or comprehend what it is that happened, what it is that you need, what type of relationship you want in the future, and to learn from that experience. When you're in it, it's like when people assume the world was flat because they couldn't see um, a picture of a, the, the fact that the earth is is round, right? It's like you're in it, so you can't have the perspective. Or similar to like a bird's eye view, right? That higher self-consciousness where you can 
can witness what happened, witness yourself, witness what you need. And in order to do that, you need space. You can't have that bird's eye view inside. You can't see the shape of something if you're inside of it, right? And I know that that can be really hard because you're used to being with that person. You're used to doing stuff with them, talking to them, planning things with them, sharing stuff with them, just being able to depend on them. And so when you break up, it's like there's this empty space and it can feel really good to just fill it, to just distract ourselves by filling that space. And I know what that's like. I've been there. I think we've all been there where we wanted to really really, really feel it. And you know what, honestly, sometimes relationships do work out, ones that were right after the breakup, but that doesn't mean that those issues, the things that you need to process from the last breakup aren't gonna come up, they're gonna come up within the relationship. And so what I'm hearing from your submission was that you already internally know that you do need some space. You do need that break. And part of our path of aligning with our higher self is learning how to trust that voice. Even when it's difficult, even when you're worried you're gonna hurt somebody, or even when it's not the easy path. It doesn't serve anybody to stay with them because you feel guilty or you're afraid to hurt them. That means that you're not actually with them for them. You're with them based on fear. You're with them because of guilt. That's more about your issue than their issue, right? And so that's really about your inability to face what you actually deserve and also what that other person deserves because they deserve to be with somebody that isn't just with them out of guilt. So we can't be afraid of our growth. It's really easy to be, it's really easy to stunt it, to distract ourselves, to maybe put it off. And it seemed like the universe was gonna do that for you, force you into alone time because your friend was gonna move away. And now the universe is like, nope, you're gonna have to do this for yourself, actually. This is another part of your lesson. And that's what relationships are. They're all tools for learning about ourselves and for our own growth and for our own self-acceptance and for the relationship we have with our higher self to be nourished. And so now the universe is like, okay, I'm not gonna make this convenient for you. I'm not gonna give this person a ticket out of the country. You're gonna have to create the boundary yourself. And another important aspect I wanna speak about in terms of your submission was also the importance of boundaries because I think the boundaries got really mushy in all of these relationship dynamics. And one of the really good lessons to learn from that is to be really clear about boundaries. So your desire to contact your ex-girlfriend and talk about this issue with this new guy, that does not seem like something that would be helpful to you or to her that definitely seems like crossing a boundary. The boundary with your best friend and this guy hooking up, I'm not saying you did the wrong thing by any means, but it's obvious the boundaries weren't clear. You didn't really know and you were kind of blindsided by the fact that the best friend no longer wants to talk to you and that sucks, right? So boundaries are really, really important. And as we continue to grow and know who we are and understand what boundaries we need, we can also 
be able to respect other people's and be accountable to their feelings. And if that means having a conversation before we do something that we're not unsure of it possibly hurting our friend, that's really important. If it means having to discuss out loud, okay, what are the terms of this break with this guy? You know, if you decide to take a break, what does that mean? Does that mean no texts, no calls, no seeing each other because you actually really need to stay focused on yourself. Like what are the boundaries, right? That you need in order to really nurture that relationship with your higher self and really understand, okay, who am I now that I'm out of this relationship? And what is it that I exactly want? And and what do I want in a partner? And what do I see for myself in terms of what I feel inspired by, what I can learn from my previous relationships. It's basically just space to nurture the relationship with yourself. And many times we don't prioritize that. We definitely don't put it first, but we should. Because when we do, when we put the relationship with ourselves first, we're so much more clear on our other relationships what we need from them, what we can do for other people, what we can't do. All of that stuff gets muddy when we haven't spent enough time with ourselves. It really does. And sometimes you can do that in a relationship. But from the sound of this relationship, it seems like it's not a space that is conducive to that type of processing and and self-reflection. So I'm wishing you all the best. You deserve happiness, joy, the type of relationships that you want. You deserve to have fun and be yourself and also to be loving to all of your friends and your partners and to put yourself in a position of power in terms of knowing what your boundaries are and knowing what their boundaries are because that's what makes a good relationship. You got this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Content warning, the following question and answer mention abusive relationships. Hey, Bunny, I'm hoping you can shed some of your wisdom um, on my situation. I just uh, recently got out what turned out to be um, a relationship with a, a narcissist. Um, it, upon reflection, obviously has been quite traumatic, traumatic Um to come to terms with, um, I'm unfortunately finding myself, um, blaming myself quite a lot for actually, um, staying in the relationship for as long as I did, putting up with the things that I did, ignoring the red flags, um, and just like, how did I end up here in the first place? Um, I just feel like being, a caring person backfired and it's sort of made me reevaluate what it 
means to be in a relationship and and how to be in one um, in a way where I'm still protecting my emotional health. Um, I just don't really know how to carry myself anymore moving forward because in the past um, I had been told I'm like a closed book and then when I do open up um, I feel like I've been taking it taken advantage of. Um, so yes, I'm just coming to terms with that. Would love some of your advice on how to stop those negative thoughts that I am having about, um, you know, uh, thinking I'm broken in the first place, um, for ending up in a, in a relationship with such a terrible person that hurt me, um, so much. It's just something I obviously want to avoid in the future. And I'm just really terrified of ever, um, finding myself in a situation like that. And I'm scared, um, of whether I would actually recognize the signs as I obviously didn't in this one. Um, thanks so much for listening and, um, hope that you can shed some of your insights. Thanks. Hi, sweetheart. You know, you didn't recognize the signs because you have never been in a relationship with a narcissist before. Like we are learning as we go. It doesn't mean that you don't love yourself. It doesn't mean that you're incapable of trusting yourself because you're learning as you go. That's what relationships are. You know, we unfortunately learn through experiences, sometimes very toxic ones. And you shouldn't blame yourself for not having the tools to navigate that situation. We're not provided with the tools. I mean, we come from a culture with so many toxic relationship ideals that are pushed onto us. You know, this idea that when we meet somebody, it's going to complete us, that being with somebody is the goal of our life, our purpose. We have so much cis heteronormativity, monogamous conditioning going on that it's really difficult to understand, okay, who am I and what do I want and what do I need? That process of knowing that in terms of sharing your life with somebody else, it takes a lot of trial and error. It does. It's not easy. And you should absolutely not blame yourself for your partner's inability to show up with love. Just because somebody didn't treat you with love doesn't mean that the love that you put in that was stupid or invalid. You gave your heart because you're a loving person and you should never be ashamed of that. You are open and trusting because that's what loving people do. They want to give people the benefit of the doubt. They want to be there for people. They have compassion. And unfortunately, there are other people in this world who are so misguided that they take advantage of that. It's true. We live in a world where people are like that. But just because it happens to you doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the way you love. And now you're looking back and you can recognize the red flags that you ignored. And that's great. Now you see that, but you couldn't have seen it you, until you were ready. That's just what happens in these toxic, abusive situations. 
it takes time and you should never, ever shame yourself for having been in that. You did learn from it. You're going to continue to learn from it. And you should continue to trust your ability to love because it's love that's actually going to keep you moving forward. It's love that's actually going to help you listen to that inner voice more and trust that inner voice more. So shaming yourself, guilting yourself, not trusting yourself, that isn't love. And that's not actually going to help you to see with that lens moving forward. I was in a abusive relationship, physically, sexually abusive relationship for almost five years. And when I got out of it, I felt exactly like you felt. First, it took me like a while to really understand, okay, what the hell just happened? Because I was so in it that I, I still didn't even really understand what I went through. Then it took some time and I was, then I was just really angry. I was just like really angry at this person having realized the stuff that they did that I couldn't necessarily see before, but maybe I could, but maybe I didn't want to believe it. And then I just got angry at myself for having been there. Like what's wrong with me if, I, if I'm with somebody like that? And then when I connected to my higher self, I realized nothing is wrong with me. Nothing's wrong with me. That's the whole point. Nothing is wrong with us because somebody else made some loveless choices. We can't know how to deal with that until we do. And you should be really proud of yourself for getting out of it and focus on that. Focus on your love is sacred and beautiful and nothing can take away from that. Nothing, nothing can destroy that. And ground yourself in that because that's what makes you such a beautiful person. It's actually your strength and you're learning and you're growing and you're unlearning the toxic stuff. And so are all of, all of us are. We're all doing this with you. You're going to be okay. You are okay. You're out of it. Give yourself the love that was denied to you now. Don't put yourself down. You already have been in a situation where you are being put down. And so putting yourself down might feel actually very familiar. But don't do it because you don't deserve it. You didn't deserve it then and you don't deserve it now. I'm sending you so much love. Content warning, the following question and answer mentioned sexual assault. Hey, Benny, I wanted to make a message to you because I've been having a rough morning. I had a dream about my stepfather molesting me. And he did that a lot when I, in, in my youth. Um, and I actually just came out and opened up to my family about it. Um, and it was emotional. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, 
and they seemed like they were happy for me. They seemed like they were mad. They seemed like they were gonna fuck shit up and I was like, oh, so happy. My family's finally doing something, um, but no. And my mom's a narcissist, so that doesn't really surprise me. They are just doing what she wants and are being manipulated. And it's disgusting, even after I, I've told them this, all of these things that have happened to me. Um, and they're still enabling her. And I just feel so gross having these dreams. Because it's the last thing that I want. It's the last thing that I want to like be frozen in my subconscious. I don't want that. And I also like am discovering my sexuality. I identify as a lesbian and it just, it's so disgusting to me that my body is literally more ready, reacts more like in a dream with this awful thing happening. Um, and I, I don't know, not that I want the same feeling when I'm with like a girl, but maybe you can help me make sense of these confusing feelings and help me like soothe this pain because I've been just having like lots of dreams recently and it hurts me and I don't wanna, I don't wanna be like a person who has these dreams. It's disgusting and it hurts. And I, I needed to like tell someone about it and maybe you can help with these confusing feelings. Thank you. Hi, my love. First of all, I just wanna say that I'm so sorry that you had to go through what you went through. You didn't deserve that. It breaks my heart that you went through that. And it also breaks my heart that your family is not in a place to know how to properly support you. They just aren't capable. And is probably for a number of reasons that have nothing to do with you. It's their issues. It doesn't mean that you did anything wrong or you're not worthy of that type of support. You are absolutely worthy of that. This sickness, these choices that other people are making or made are not your fault and are not a testament to what you deserve. We can't control other people, but what we can control is ourselves. We can control how we look at ourselves, how we see ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, how we value and honor ourselves. And the unfortunate thing about abuse and trauma is that it makes its mark on our body. You know, we're wounded and we can feel the symptoms of those wounds they come out, we get physiological symptoms of that. Our subconscious might go there. You know, stuff has marked us in certain ways um, in our bodies and in our subconscious. And all of that stuff is like really 
strange and mysterious and complicated. And when you say that you feel ashamed of whatever's happening in your dream, and I'm really sorry that you're experiencing that stuff and it really, really sucks, but it's also not an accurate representation of who you are and your true feelings. It is very much this whole other subconscious psychological world that lives within us where crazy freaking shit happens. I mean, the darkest things, I couldn't even describe to you some of the stuff that I've done in my dreams. And I often wake up and I think how, where, what, how did that happen? Like, why am I dreaming that? Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm telling you, I've done really horrible things in my dreams. And it's so, so important for us to separate what happens in that space with who we really are. You're not that stuff. You're not what happened to you. You're not the complicated, mysterious realm world (laughs) that exists out there. You know, like the reason why psychoanalysis and like Sigmund Freud stuff, you know, where they were interpreting dreams and all that stuff is no longer part of what's practiced now is because it's, it's so messy. You cannot really understand and interpret your reality, your needs, your pain through the mess of our dreams. Like you can't. And I think that if you're dreaming about something, what it is is an indication that has been on your mind. And it has because you've been having to deal with it. The way that we can react to those experiences is just show ourselves more love and compassion and know that, okay, I had this dream, it disturbed me. And I also know that I deserve love, care, and safe erotic experiences and respectful erotic experiences and loving erotic experiences. And even though I had to go through that, and even though those that trauma is still something I'm working through, healing, those wounds are still there, it doesn't define me. And it's not going to define my future. Now, as you're in the process of this, it's so important for you to have support outside of your family, for you to be going to a therapist, talking to somebody about this stuff. You should not be attempting to handle all of this stuff alone. It's too much. It's too much. And I don't know what your situation is, um, but I do know that there are sliding scale therapies. There are um, groups for victims of sexual assault. And I really encourage you to reach out and seek that professional help, people who have that experience and something that you can go to. Um, every week and help process this stuff. And I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, but what I do know is that 
the trauma that we've been through, the scary stuff that we go through, the shame that sometimes lives within our subconscious and can show up in our dreams and our nightmares, that's not who we really are. You are a loving, beautiful being. You're pure. And you do not deserve any type of shame, any mistreatment. All you deserve is love, compassion, care, nurturing, safety. So please don't take these dreams and nightmares as some kind of indication there's anything wrong with you. There never was anything wrong with you. You were wronged. That's it. And it might be helpful if you had some affirmations that you could read in the morning or before bed that say, I'm safe, I'm loved, I'm protected. I'm not going to shame myself for any of my dreams. I know what it is that I really want and what I really deserve. I'm sending you so much love, babe. Take care. Okay, and now I want to share a listener response. This listener response was sent in via email. So I'm just going to read it. And I also want to mention that it does mention self-harm. Um, so take care while listening. Listener response, just in general, not to any particular question. This just poured out of me during meditation today. I love this community so much. I offer this up in the spirit of community and healing. I have what Western medicine calls bipolar too. I have had depressive episodes so dark and low that I found myself fixating on taking a few steps from my bedroom door to my kitchen drawer, getting a sharp knife, getting back in bed and slitting my wrists. The main reason I never followed through on that was that it would have been incredibly cruel to my roommates. That was almost 20 years ago now. Five major depressive episodes, along with a couple exciting, terrifying rounds of mania later, I have been on and off of psychiatric meds, done several rounds of therapy, and built and discarded a hobby of endurance racing in marathons and triathlons. They all helped. And they all ultimately were not enough. What I really needed was to love myself fully, all parts of me, not just the parts that our culture deemed successful. And those parts were pretty darn impressive. On paper, I was killing it. On the inside, I was utterly lost and confused. The pandemic was an unbelievable blessing, which sounds weird and I would never wish it upon anyone ever, but it pushed my perfectionist tendencies to their logical breaking point and forced me to stop, really stop, look around. Does this life make sense? Do I want this life? Is this corporate job worth sacrificing my well-being, my family's well-being? I started journaling in May of 2020 and by June could look at what I had written and see with more clarity. I said all the messy fucked up things that were in my head in my journal. And what I found was that my higher self started talking back via my journal. 
I quit my job in July. I started listening to this podcast a couple months later. I started doing yoga every day a few months after that. And I started meditating every day within a few weeks of that. When the depression came back this summer, I clocked it and I renamed it. I'm wintering right now, slowing down, feeling into the darkness, laying low when I can, no easy feat with eight and five-year-old daughters, but not impossible, especially when I ask for help. It's depression minus all the self-loathing. I love this part of me now too. This is part of the whole. Thank you, Bunny. Thank you, Exo Higher Self fam. We're doing it. Let's keep going. Thank you so much for sending that in. And it just, it means so much to me. It means so much to me to hear that the podcast helps you um, accept all the parts of you. I think that's the most important message, you know, that our higher self has so much compassion and love for all the things that we deal with, all the cards we've been dealt, the difficulties we have managing living in this world that is really hard. And just realizing that we have the power to channel into so much love that's inside of us to reconnect to that love. And that's actually what's going to sustain us. You know, that's actually what's going to help us act, enjoy who we are, embrace who we are, love who we are, and stop putting ourselves down for the hard things that we have to endure. So thank you so, so much for sending that in and for being so vulnerable about your experience. It's it's really touches my heart. So thank you so much. Okay, <laughs> this was kind of a heavy episode, I know, but it happens that way, right? It's That's just how it is. Sometimes it goes like that. Remember, you're so loved. You're so important. You deserve love, nurture, safety, care. You deserve all the love that was ever denied to you and you can give that to yourself. Your higher self is waiting for you to accept it. I love you so much and so does your higher self. I'll see you next week. Bye everyone. <laughs>